Hello, welcome to Nerd News Now for November 1st, 2021. We're getting closer, guys. We're getting closer to uh, 2023 when I think everything's going to normalize. So just 14 more months, we can do this. Let's do it. Oh so you God. thought I was going to say two months, but no. I went ahead and tacked on another 12 because I'm seeing people going, only two more months and then 2022 is going to be different. I don't think so, but... <laughs> Well, no, I got Miss Jen and Brainy with me uh, go around the uh, table of geekdom here. And starting with Miss Jen, what have you been up to? Um, You know, it's been fun this last month. We've had a lot of uh, collections walk in the door. So it's been, I've been really happy about the trajectory that that is giving us with uh, having good things on the wall. So I hope that continues. I hope it's not just like a weirdness that's happened during COVID where people are like, I'm cleaning out the house. Nothing means anything. I hope it's, I hope it's comics coming into the store that will get to the hands that, that love them. So Mostly that. Um, I'm going to take a trip to go see Joe Pruitt on Thursday. I'm going to drive to Georgia. And bring so, a pizza. And bring a pizza. <laughs> And I don't know, just having just having a good time. We had some really cute kids come in and be in their costumes on Saturday. I like that. So just a chill. It was a pretty chill Halloween weekend, I think, most places. And what's the deal with pizza? I want to hear more about this pizza. I'm going to derail the show early with food talk already. <laughs> I'm hungry, so. Mr. Is he a big fan of his pizza? Well, he's going to take me to his favorite pizza place, so. Oh, Which, okay. You would go if you go visit Georgia, right? Atlanta. Yeah. Got pizza. Yeah. Um, make sure that you're going Thursday, right? Make sure yeah. you swing. Make sure you swing by Academy and get the Astros championship shirts that night, so you can uh, go in yeah. there and make um, all the friends in Atlanta. I hope so, right? They don't care, do they? Oh, it's the Braves. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be in trouble. Uh, they don't care. Oh, uh, how about going full Astros gear and see if they care? I bet, they, I bet you they will. I'm going full Astro gear now. And I'm from well, here. right, but right now we're losing. So I'm hoping that we win on Wednesday night. Um, we like to cut it close, don't we? Oh, we love we love to. I mean, we've only we've been three out of the last five years, but only one to one, and that's tainted and People are going to be throwing inflatable trash cans on the field for the rest of our lives. So, oh, well. Um, Brainy, what about you? What kind of pizza do you like? Um, the kind I can eat. Um, and then, and also more importantly, how's it been going and what you do in the past week? Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm keeping, keeping up with my being lazy uh, a lot. I've been um, slacking out a lot lately. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Yesterday, I, I I couldn't get anything done, and I, in the, in my head, I'm like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, and I'd get up, like, nah, it's too cold, or it's you know, let me get something to eat, or what. I, I was making excuses not doing anything yesterday. Uh, I, I think I think you need days like that though, right? But it, I think they're better if they're pre-planned because then you don't feel bad don't about be- it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just think I think mentally, especially with all the stress we've just been on, you know, throughout the pandemic, especially. Um, and we're just a stressed out society in general. But I think it's important just to take days and uh, just take days off. 
No, I absolutely agree. But, you know, when it comes to the guilt in the next day as well. Yeah, I, but you're right. It, it's yeah. planned. You're absolutely right. But, yeah, you always got to play. Uh, you always feel like you got to play catch up. And then it makes exactly. like the next the next few days more stressful. But uh, did you stream anything or or watch um, anything during yeah, that time? Fact, you know, it's November 1st, you know, uh, last week of October. So all the holiday uh, movies are out and I had to go rewatch one of my favorites holiday movies, which is Dippity, oh. Serendipity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard is up there, but Serendipity, uh, I, I think it's still one of the best uh, holiday movies ever made. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, in fact, uh, my wife and I don't get to sit down together very often. She's like, watching Serendipity, she gets her dinner and sits down with me, so that's pretty kind of cool. Um, we don't get to do that very often. Um, started watching Made. That's a very cool show. It's very touching. It's about a mother um, who, you know, basically gets out of a... It's... It is an abusive relationship, but not in the manner that everybody thinks. You know, she she's not being physically abused, but emotional abuse. Um, and the story's all about how she, you know, she's managing with her two-year-old daughter. Now, if you get a chance to watch it, watch that. Um, I kind of stopped on you. Season one and two were awesome for me. Season three, I was like, oh, this is the same story all over again. Um, but I'll probably finish that later as well. It it's hard to keep stories about sociopaths interesting for too long. Yeah, absolutely. And you, know, I think they did a great job for the first two seasons, um, especially the twist at the end of season two. I don't know if you guys have even looked into that. Um, but season three, I'm like, yeah, th- this is not doing anything for me anymore. Um, I enjoyed it. Maybe it's time to quit. Well, we'll and, see. And and speaking of sociopath television, um, Dexter comes back this week, I think. And so I am have so many mixed emotions about that. And the last season was just so bad. But I, mean, I almost feel like I have to give it a chance just because it's one of those few times where you're going to see a show come back after, you know, X amount of years. And, uh, and it's not going to be a hard reboot or anything, but maybe they can possibly make amends for some of it. But even that show... They would have stopped after season four. It's one of the greatest shows of all time. But then they just kept going, and it's just like, okay. So I think with a show like you, like the the probably the big shock came season one, you know, just, just the fact that it existed. And, and, you know, you're supposed to – I don't know if you necessarily root for the guy, but, like, being the main character of the show, you know, um, that's not something in society you would root for. So I think people are sort of fascinated by that there was that other show what was that show where it had to deal um with another pretty harsh topic i think it dealt with suicide and it was about um like a a tape was left behind right and remember like everyone was all into it in season one and then season two comes around and they're like oh i I don't know i just think it's hard to keep that fire burning for an uncomfortable topic you know yep it was 13 reasons why that's it yeah um and uh, so, yeah, I have I, I've read a few reviews of early reviews of season three of you, and it just does not seem like a show I'd be into. <laughs> so, watch one and two for sure. Okay, I, I, I think they did a good job on it. Um, again, maybe it's just the timing of season three or whatnot. Um, 
I'm still going to try to finish it. I've only watched episode one. I'm in the middle of episode two, and I pause, and maybe I'll go back. Maybe I won't. Um, we'll see. I'm still trying to catch up on Doom Patrol because I can't find anything better than that right now. Like, I, I just, I, it, like in all honesty, I just can't. I try to get back into why, but I think the disappointment of them canceling it, I don't want to get to the point where... Sure. I want more of it, so I'm, I'm I'm at a pause on that until some good news comes out. I'm hoping they, they really should have made that announcement after all the episodes around. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, just like from not 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 to be sneaky or anything, but just from the fact of I think it's going to get into people's heads. Like, oh, I don't want to invest my time into this if it's you know it's because <laughs> we have a lot of different options right now, and I still have yet to watch Squid Game, but. Uh, can you guys tell me one spoiler about it and everyone else can cover their ears if they don't want to know, but like, all I want to know is this, does that have something to do with PlayStation? Cause I've seen these costumes and I'm like, those are the PlayStation buttons. So you got people running around in Halloween costumes looking like PlayStation buttons and they're like, no, it's squid game. And I'm like, no, that's PlayStation buttons. <laughs> so, I mean, is it PlayStation buttons or is it not? And it, it, but it is, I mean, that is clearly the design. Like it's clearly like there's a triangle, there's a square, there's a circle, there's an X, and it's a round shape. It's a PlayStation button. Yeah, I mean you can look at it. I mean it, the whole show's about games. It's oh, just, okay. It's not like so, may, so maybe it's like a slight homage, but it's not a direct. Okay. Because I'm just like that's a PlayStation button. And it, it is about children's games. I mean they they yeah. <laughs> it's it's sad to call them children's games, but it really is. It's about. South Korean games they played as children. Um, so like children's games being stuff like Duck, Duck, Goose or, you know, exactly. some, uh, hide and seek, things like that. Okay. Exactly. Not Resident Evil. Not Resident which, Evil. No which video I, spent a lot, I did spend a lot of hours of a child as a child playing that on PlayStation. Duck Hunt and all <laughs> Well, Duck Hunt was way before, but yeah. Resident Evil was uh, frustrating. Oh, um, while I'm while I'm on the topic of games, and because we don't really have a video game section designated on this show, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there because I thought this was weird, wacky news. Um, and Brainy, I think two weeks ago, you and I and Kyle, I think Miss Jim came on late that day, but uh, we were talking about Goldeneye for yes. N64. So did you guys hear about this today? So the game's been out 25 years. Germany has just now lifted its ban on GoldenEye. Wow. For N64. Oh, so, <laughs> hey, so guess what? Good news, everyone. You're allowed to advertise GoldenEye in your stores now for a game that you cannot possibly find, you know, in production or anything. Actually, Isn't that wild? Nintendo is bringing the game back because they are making the uh, all the 64, almost the 64 games into their uh, the streaming service or doing whatever. So, and that was the speculation, is that something has to be in the works, whether it's a new game, but most likely a distribution, so now they can advertise it and have it over there. I just yeah. thought that was, like, crazy, because it wasn't really ever... Um, I mean, they have a... You know, it's different than the United States. Every country is different with their regulations, and it was just a... Uh, it was something that was set up, like I said, 25 years ago, when the game came out and it was just by the 
you know, German board of, of regulations and it was just deemed too violent for kids. Uh, but I just thought it was kind of weird timing. But I, I think what happened is over there, they have a 25 year automatic review. And so it passed. Because obviously, it, man, if they thought that was violent, like, and then, you know, just think of all the stuff that's come out since, <laughs> like, especially Grand Theft Auto and stuff. But, uh, so yeah, good news. Mm -hmm. I just thought I'd throw that out there because we talked about that game just two weeks ago. And I am hoping they do uh, get full, like, redistribution released digitally, at least. And uh, they need to they need to come out with their N64 Mini because the, the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo were so successful. But now you have all these, you know, chip shortages and plastic shortages and things. So I, I doubt anyone's going to try to pick up um, the task of making a brand new system right now. But and, we'll see. And I think it... it the way the industry is going, it is more about streaming now. So um, they might just release the games on their uh, what is their latest console? Switch, I think. Switch, yeah, Pro, it's called uh, Switch Plus. Uh, mine's still sitting there collecting dust. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, you never liked it. I, I just don't have time to play. Um, in fact, this weekend I was going to. We bought the new Xbox and it's still been collecting dust. I was going to actually play it this weekend and. By the time I started downloading the games, it actually said your hard drive's full. I'm like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have not played one game on that thing yet. So it's brand uh, new? Yeah, because um, there are times when I, uh, you know, we, the group of us, my brother and a few of my friends, uh, we sit down and chat. We're like, hey, well, let's start this game. So we'll download it. And these games are getting big. They're getting to be, you know, 10 or 20 gigs big. And we'll download it and I'll never play it. And we're all like, then we've probably done that, you know, a few times. And now I, I go to download the Avengers game and it said, it's cute. I'm like, why is this still cute? I should have downloaded it by now. And it says, oh, you're out of hard drive space. Go figure. So I need to put another hard drive on that thing. Already. Wow. Yeah, that is, uh, that it's crazy. But, you know, it's also getting to a point where we download almost anything and everything, especially if it's if it's free or discount, we gotta grab it. And um, just it, it's not only like in in entertainment and with individuals, but just like companies collecting data now. I mean, most of their most of their budget is going to like these gigantic cloud servers, and that's why you have so many security breaches because they are not keeping in line the security end of that up. So you have all this like information, and uh, the amount of information I think that we collect as humans doubles like every two days or something insane like that so it's uh so yeah you're gonna need a bigger hard drive is what i'm trying to say well you know um, every week i'm always looking for new music and i don't realize how much i download in a in a week listening to it and it's just so i can you know, uh for every show i gotta make sure i have at least 30 to 40 songs and um you know the one that we do for experience i try to make sure it's as new as possible you know so that you're not hitting the same show every week, especially those people that listen to it uh, post-recording. Um, and what was it, last week or the week before, I realized I had almost two terabytes of music only. And, and I'm just like, how did I accumulate so much music? And I, I don't listen to it all at the same time. But you know, when we're, but just like you said, we, we've got so much information out there, we're always downloading. 
don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the, we just don't know. Uh, and it's not like back in the day where you had to burn it onto a CDR and then, yep. you know, <laughs> to where you could like see it. Because I think if you see something physically accumulate, you have better self-control of like, whoa, I need to stop collecting this thing. But like digitally, there's no, yeah, there's no limitations, no mental limitations put on that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, that we've figured out that we can play your uh, your show on our other computer. We play it quietly enough. I, th- I know that our viewers can still hear it because they, they tell us that but it, we won't get booted. Because I'm talking over it, somehow it doesn't differentiate. Um, I'm also trying to make sure that songs I select are either old enough so that they don't get caught, they don't get uh, tagged, mm-hmm. or aren't mainstream. You know, in fact, if you watch a few last few Twitch shows, you'll notice they haven't blocked out a few song, uh, a few of the shows yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they'll block out only one song or two songs. So, yeah, it's something I'm trying to be mindful of as well. So, I love it. I need to shop and party. <laughs> uh, of course, well, I, I should still upload all my shows to Mixcloud. I, I got to get down there. Mm-hmm. Man, well, if we, if you would have told people like 20 years ago that, oh, I, I keep my entire music collection on the cloud, they would have just thought, I don't know what they would have thought, but, <laughs> um, but it's just like they would. That would not make any sense to them. You no. say music on a cloud, they'd be like, "What heaven? What?" Yeah, I, and you know what? It, it's interesting. Just even recently, people don't understand what the cloud really is. They, there are people that believe there are servers that are floating over our heads. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just satellites. Yeah. I have I have all my Weezer my Weezer albums on satellites sponsored by NASA up in space <laughs> right now. Yeah, that that might be the future of it too. You know, maybe. Um, well, on to uh, movie news. I'm sure you guys talked about this movie last weekend, but Dune uh, retains the top spot at the box office. And I keep saying this, but especially impressive given that it's on HBO Max because I have not had a chance to watch it yet. I'll finally have a chance to watch it over my weekend the next couple of days and um i uh it's gotten so many mixed reviews but the general consistency is oh just watch it <laughs> so so hopefully i enjoy it i'm sure it's a pretty film it's got an incredible cast but it uh it got another 15.4 million uh added to its box office totals over the weekend and again like you know, this is going to be one of the more successful movies that is streaming at the same time because as i've said several times like i haven't been to the movie theater since like february 2020 <laughs> so so i i'm always going to opt for that at home option at least for now um and then halloween kills took advantage of it being out during a halloween weekend and got second place with another 8.7 million uh james bond adds 7.8 million to the total for the uh last film starring daniel craig and that franchise that finishes in third to me the most um not shocking but impressive uh film accumulation out there was my hero academia and i hear about 
my hero academia all the time i've never watched it i'm sure it's available on crunchyroll or whatever but i uh that's the third film release for that franchise it got 6.4 million despite being in only 1581 theaters which is an average of 4050 per screen which was uh the highest average by far of all the films out this uh weekend so have you guys seen my hero academia i have watched the first two seasons or three seasons uh that were on hulu um after that again hulu lost me because of the commercials oh yeah yeah what yeah. about you miss jen my hero academia uh no but i i know the power of it i mean like right now we can't get any of the manga but that's what everyone's coming in for yeah even us we've got sporadic titles inside because you know we're missing we may have book number 22 or 12 or we just can't get the entire series in it's it's hard to get right now yeah what about um what about like attack on titan like is that i mean is that is that kind of a universal from anime to manga where they're both equally as popular and people just try to it seems like their fans are are more apt to collect all things of that thing if that makes sense so I just didn't know if that was... Is manga just very popular right now? Or is it always popular? Answer is yes. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was a time period when uh, manga sales dropped, and that was because of uh, online piracy. People were making them available online before they could even come on print in the United States. Um, and you know, by the time they hit the books, People have already read the next five or ten books because they were being translated by amateurs and put online faster than they could be printed in the United States. So, um, but it, it's it's got a resurgence again, especially with the paper shortage. It's got much more resurgence. Uh, for some reason, people want more of it because it's it's not available. Um, and you know, see, it, manga and anime go hand in hand. It's always been a story. Um, if you're watching the anime and you want to see what's happening next, you're going to go out and pick up the manga because the manga is always uh, you know, much farther ahead. But you also want to see the differences in the anime because anime also has a lot of filler episodes in there. Um, for those that don't understand, that's basically when um, the anime is caught up with the manga where they're trying to extend the, the storyline. They'll just put in fillers in there for uh, to make it longer than it should be. They, do they ever just go off book? Like, you know, for American audiences, we're sort of used to, if something's more popular than the original version, whether that's even comparing TV to TV, like the British office was a handful of episodes and then the American office went on for nine seasons or whatever. And then with Walking Dead, they just, the book's over, so now, now they're just doing whatever they want. Is it is it similar to that or... Are they usually more true to the original, but at the same time, hey, if the original is not ready yet, we're just going to fill until it is. <laughs> is it more like that? Yeah. I can tell you this was with Naruto. That happened where mm -hmm. they were, you know, they were all caught up with the manga and then there were still a few episodes that they made uh, because they were waiting for more manga to be written so they could make more episodes. I'm sure other animes have done that, especially the ones that have four or five hundred episodes. 
I'm sure One Piece has done that when they've had filler episodes. And you can tell what the filler ones are basically by, you know, they, they don't they don't fit into the continuity. They don't make sense, but they don't fit in, fit in the continuity of the story arc. Yeah, when you said filler episode, I immediately thought of, oh, you mean every episode of Dragon Ball Z where they power up for 20 minutes? Because <laughs> that would be another way to just, like, kill kill time, right? Just get give right. me some content, and then we'll figure out the, the actual script and story uh, three episodes after Goku's powered up for the third time or whatever. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. I I keep telling people this, and I and I have no, you know... Uh, investment in the game or whatever, but just as someone who loves Christmas and giving gifts, I'm like, man, get your gifts early. Because <laughs> I, t- I, I don't think we're... G- I just feel like the production thing, there's not going to be more stuff in the stores. I could be wrong, but I mean, I, I just think it's better just to get that stuff now. Because like you said, with a paper shortage, especially for like fans of trade paperbacks and stuff, get it now. <laughs> and I think we're starting to see the effects of that now, right, Miss Jen? More so than last month or two, the paper short is actually affecting us a lot more than it was about a month ago. Yeah, I'm, I've been talking to a lot of publishers. They think they've got like things figured out, but it sounds like not necessarily that it means we're not going to have the paper paper shortage anymore. I think they just figured out how they're going to slow down their release schedule to be able to publish what they really feel like come out i've heard talks about them focusing on number ones and then maybe that the subsequent issues might be the but they'll they'll come out they just won't come out in it like a, like normally it's once a month we get right and i think that some of that might be delayed a little bit farther out um the advantage of that is actually gives us the time to get a little bit more um input from our customers on number ones the downfall of that is which we've seen in the past is customers have gotten so used to having a book every month that it mm-hmm. sometimes falls off of their radar um, it, with the exception of saga we've seen a lot of titles go that way where if they've had a pause in there some people have uh, either given up on it or forgotten about it like i said with the exception of saga saga is the only one that's been um you know, everybody's cheering and hoping and uh, waiting for that uh, next issue to come out. Yeah, and I don't think I think that break was a lot longer than they both probably anticipated it to be. But uh, I I haven't seen on my end I haven't seen any drop off in in the interest. I mean, everyone's still got it, you know, on their top list of uh, you know exciting things to come out in 2022. So hopefully it <laughs> sometime. Yep. But uh, Miss Jen, whose birthday is it this upcoming Wednesday, November third? The other hint is is it's their sixty seventh birthday. I don't know. It's Godzilla. Godzilla's sixty seventh anniversary is November third. Um, the King of the Monsters going to celebrate in big fashion toho limited who of course owns that franchise has got all kinds of stuff planned i mean there's like there's like an amazon store where you can buy things like mad libs and t-shirts and hats uh there's there's some godzilla hot sauces and coffee coming out um mondo 
uh, which is based in Austin. We've talked about them on the show before. They have soundtracks and soft vinyl. So, 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 Miss Jen, how are you going to celebrate Godzilla's birthday? I'm going to Godzilla Madlibs all month. You're going to what? Do Godzilla Madlibs all month. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, I, uh... I would like to go back and watch some of the older Godzilla films. That's where my real blind spot is. I try to see all the newest stuff that's come out, and I just, I have not, yeah. No? Are you shaking your head no? You, you, you don't like, you don't like the old films? I know a lot of people that love them. Make, make sure you go into them knowing that you're going to spend a third of the movie watching him walk slowly through the ocean the music and they reuse that same footage over and over again it's going to make you crazy just know that that, that's how they they eat up screen time I mean no more than like the last few where you don't see them till like the last 20 minutes and then you only see them walking around a few minutes so I I can take that I mean I understand like I mean 67 years is a long time especially as far as like how far film uh, has come in special effects so I have an appreciation for that. I always liked Mothra. So I, I like, I mean, I like the, the old style uh, monster movies like that. So, but I, I just, I've always had a blind spot in that. Just sort of like I said about Bond, like I've never done a proper like Bond marathon either. So, uh, Brainy, really, oh, go ahead. I laugh a lot. Yeah. Watch Return of Mothra. Return of Mothra? Okay. Return of Mothra 2. Oh there, oh, there was a second Return of Mothra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so, so they, they didn't just recycle scenes. They just recycled movies also. <laughs> they, they're just like, oh, if, well, if we can have them walking around in the same frame for 45 minutes, well, what if we just make a second movie and just call it Re- The Return of Mothra Part 2? Uh, Brainy, what are your thoughts on the probably the world's most famous kaiju? Uh, happy 67th birthday? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. So I, you know. I, I enjoy Godzilla. I'm, I'm not as huge fan as you guys are. I mean, I, I like Godzilla, but he's just another character to me. Unfortunately, yeah. she or, you know, depends on which version of Godzilla you're going by. Because there's still that 2000 version where they did make her a female or something like that. <laughs> or, or a non, non, non-gender specific, you're right. Was uh, it just like a lizard where they, they actually can change sexes if they need to? It's kind of cool. Is that how they yeah. described it? I don't know how they described it. It's been I think lot. so. There are well, actually I... without, without the uh, presence of the, the other sex that they can become female and so they can perpetuate the species. It's crazy. Oh, like frogs do, right? Yep. Yeah, see, I've got way more Godzilla blind spots than I thought I did. So I'll, I'll try to I'll try to educate myself this this Godzilla day, uh, <laughs> November third. Yeah, but pe- people love Godzilla, so that's cool that they're going all out and have so many different promotional partnerships and you know obviously godzilla sells and they can market pretty much anything so I mean, it's he, good to see that he's an icon you know he, oh he's yeah a big lizard that everybody loves and 
even though he destroys Tokyo every single time. Or she. Yeah. Uh, people still love him. Um, well, maybe and, that's why they do love him because he destroys Tokyo every single time. <laughs> now, speaking of another iconic character that everyone loves, uh, Chris Pratt has been tagged to voice Garfield. Now, this is like two weeks after we heard he's he's voicing Super Mario. So, what do you guys think about Chris Pratt voicing Garfield? But that's Bill Murray. I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> is it? Uh, I think Bill Murray might have lost the Garfield licensing rights whenever uh, Garfield Two: A Tale of Two Kitties came out. Ugh. Yeah. Wait, was <laughs> it really? Did I miss that? What? There was a Garfield Tale of Two Kitties? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> it's probably good that you missed it, but, I mean, you can check it out. Why don't, You should check that out on Godzilla Day. Yeah, there we go. Because it's a monstrous disaster, so same thing. Um, now, but seriously, though, like, are we getting Chris Pratt overload? I, I think Bill Murray's voice probably lends itself more in the the snarkiness but but i'll also give you know if it's like a younger garfield who who doesn't know that he hates mondays yet maybe uh maybe we need a young spry chris pratt doing the voice so i'm i'm down for it i'm more kind of interested to see what his mario voice sounds like but I, i mean you know i don't think that there's many actors more popular than chris pratt so if you're gonna try another garfield movie and hopefully it's all animated this time I don't need another like live action where just Garfield looks weird. I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather just be straight animation if they're going to go that route. I think I, Garfield is. I think it'd be a better normal myself. Yeah, he'd be a funny normal. Yeah, I, I think they need to make a classic uh, animation with him. You know, the the old school Garfield animation. I think so. I I just don't I don't need to see the. Uh, like they they tried so hard to do the the mixed CG live action with Garfield and Alvin the Chipmunks and other it's like well they're cartoons and Smurfs those another one like ah were any of those I mean I don't I guess they were all popular enough to have sequels and they probably you know made box office the first couple of weekends from being family films alone uh, because those are kind of short during the holiday seasons but. Uh, I don't know. I, I would, I would love a return just to traditional animation. I I just want them to get to Silverhawk. I know they'll get the Avengers, but <laughs> Silverhawks, whatever. And Mask. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mask would be cool. Um, I, aren't there rumors of them making a live-action Mask movie though? Yes. But, I mean, that's probably been rumored since 1985, I would think. <laughs> I just remember, like, those toys are still on the secondary market uh, highly popular. So, mm-hmm. I think, th- yeah, there's a crowd out there for that, Ooh. for sure. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what Chris Pratt sounds like as Garfield. I mean, that, you know, I, I'm I'm fine with it. I was just kind of more shocked that they're going to try Garfield at the box office again. But, I mean, I guess it's... Probably been a while, so. Um, Keeping in mind, then, their target audience is a little kid, so, you know, uh, for them, it might just be more enjoyable where we might be more critical about the movies. And yeah. once, it, once it hits their target box office revenue, they'll, they'll make more. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, and and then also we don't know, you know, I don't know if this could possibly be like a straight to stream deal or, or not because you're gonna see more and more licensed stuff that you know, pandemic or not, that's just gonna be made for streaming. Um, and in other movie news, uh, Hocus Pocus two adds to its cast. They announced eleven new cast members, including Tony Hale from Arrested Development and Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. Uh, and that is one that's going to be strictly made for Disney Plus, and that's going to be due to release uh, fall 2022 on their streaming service. But I have to ask, is Hocus Pocus too risky just because you talk about something else where it's like, you know, being aware of the power of it, like we said with My Hero Academia, uh, people love Hocus Pocus. So are they like under more pressure with something like that to make a second one, or do you think it's just going to be like, yeah, just do it and see what happens? No, Miss um, shaking your head. No, no, you, you just, you're not down for a Hocus Pocus too. It's not my, well, it's not my thing. Hmm. I'm not their target audience. We'll just say that. And and the last three movies you mentioned, Mark, um, Garfield. Super Mario Brothers and Hocus Pocus. Uh-huh. They, they don't just have a movie audience. They've got a merchandising audience. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a Nightmare Before Christmas uh, story, you know, where the movie did, bombed originally, but the licensing made up for it. You know, look, look at how popular Nightmare Before Christmas is now. The movie's a cult classic now. Um, and everybody loves their toys or, you know, their T-shirts and everything like that. Um, so Hocus Pocus has the same thing, and same thing with Garfield. They've got the licensing, they've got the product, and that's I think that's where they're looking to make the money. Uh, the movies may not make as much, but it will, of course, get the kids to, as they're walking by the toy store and Target and whatnot, hey, Mom, Dad, I want that. Uh, maybe that's what they're going for with the Hocus Pocus, too. We'll see. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead, Mr. No, I... might be the secondary driving... Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've seen Hocus Pocus merchandise for the last few years by people releasing, you know, especially around Halloween, just uh, limited edition makeup and drinks and candy and stuff like that. So I know I know the power of that, and I guess it just keeps it on the conscious, like Brainy said. So it's like, I, I get it. I just think, uh, you know, we've talked about it before where people just get really nervous when a classic gets remade or just like kind of updated in any way, but they got the, they got the cast. They got all three witches back. So everyone should be more excited than anything. I would think, um, another cult classic that is getting, um, a, a new edition is boondock saints. Uh, that'll be directed by Troy Duffy, who of course did the original one. And it will star Sean Patrick Flannery and Norman Reedus as the Irish brothers once again, um, who you know seek their own vengeance to those who have done wrong. Uh, now the second one was like basically delayed by 11 years in 2009, and now this one's been delayed by you know it's going to be like 13 or 14 years by the time this gets made. Does this still have an audience? Because they're thinking like, oh, we're going to release this and we're going to have this like feverish John Wick type of crowd. And I'm like, eh. So what do you guys think on Boot Knock Saints? Like, 
I, I mean, that franchise has been around surprisingly like 20-something years now, and it became a cult hit because people were into a blockbuster. It didn't do well at the box office. But it's uh, is there still an audience for that? It would depend upon the storyline they're going to tell, right? Yeah. Um, there was kind of a, there was a pretty significant drop off between part one and part two for me. But I mean, one thing going for it is it's got Norman Reedus, and people still love him. So yeah, they do. Well, and, and oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's like the audience that watched it twenty five years ago. One, are they still interested? And is today's or has today's audience watched the one that was twenty five years ago? And do they care? I would say. Um, probably yes to the first question and no to the second one and maybe that's what they're kind of hoping is that they just get people interested in the franchise by really promoting the third one and then because you know it's not like it's coming out tomorrow so they have a lot of time to build that up uh and uh people are going to i think be interested in action movies uh, because of john wick now so i mean it's not the worst idea in the world to take a pre-established product and then like repackage it in a, in a much more flashy version with an actual budget. Uh, cause it was such a low. When it came out. Oh. So yes, I think there's an audience for it. And then just uh, the only, uh, speaking of action movies, so John Woo is also going to make uh, his directorial return to Hollywood for the first time since 2003. I saw uh, that. And what? I saw that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, now, I did not know that his last American film was 2003, but also it was Paycheck with Ben Affleck. So I don't know if anyone saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Or maybe I did. I don't remember. Paycheck. Wasn't that the one where he reverse engineers a time machine? Was it? Oh. I I honestly don't. I do not know. I, I really didn't remember that being on John Woo or uh, John Woo's resume at all. Oh, but Ben Affleck definitely had a run, like, including Jiggly, Jiggly or whatever, <laughs> where it was... Uh, yeah, not super successful at the box office. Um, but this one is going to be Silent Night. It'll be directed by John Woo. The interesting thing about it, it's reported to have zero dialogue. So what? for an from from a guy who's like created these action masterpieces, and I'm not talking about Face Off, even though that is the thing that most people are going to know him from, and that's fine. That was a you know that was a huge movie. When it came out, starred, you know, at, at the time, Nick Cage and John Travolta were giant stars. And they're still names, but not to the level that they were at, you know, back then. And it was just a weird, crazy sci-fi action thriller. Um, but to me, it's like, you got to go back and see, like, Hard Boiled and The Killer. And, yeah, it, with Chow Yun-Fat um, starring and... Uh, just crazy, crazy action sequences. And so I'm looking forward to this. It's, it's going to be starring Joel Kinnaman from 
Suicide Squad. But yeah, zero dialogue. I don't know how that would work, but we'll see. Oh, Joel has got those brooding, long, like, he's awesome. I'm all for it. I mean, if you're going to have anyone try that, it's got to be someone that's known for action because I, to replace the dialogue. So why not? I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I think a movie can work without dialogue. It cannot work without music, but it can work without dialogue. Um, in fact, a lot of the dialogue can be suggested through the music. Um, yeah. You know, and that might be the, the way they're going. So that, this will be very cool to watch. Uh, and yes, Paycheck was the movie about him uh, reverse engineering a time machine. Oh, okay. I, I, never, <laughs> I never knew or saw that. Um, and then, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then also, it's not out yet as we're recording um, on a Monday, but a Morbius trailer releases this week. And so they released like a 58-second inside look clip, but it really just looked like a minute of Jared Leto reminding us that Morbius is still a thing and it's going to come out someday. Because there's still no, there's still no like time, there's still no release date attached. And maybe they're going to put that on the trailer. But um, is anyone missing that? Like, I don't mean, I don't, well, it's going to sound rude, I guess, anyway. But, like, are people still looking forward to Morbius? Or are we kind of to the point where it's like, oh, wait, that's still a thing? Because I think, you know, Venom 2 made a big splash at the box office. But, like, uh, story-wise, I don't know how impressed people were. So I'm just thinking, like, with these Sony movies... They need Morbius to be a hit to keep this going with this sort of like relationship with Disney where they can only borrow characters or use Spider-Verse characters. But Miss Jen, what do you think about the Morbius movie at this point? I'm I'm still excited about it and most people that I know are um I I don't know how long that would last. Like if it had to get really delayed, like I think if it had the same problem that um that uh, Black Widow had, where it got delayed and delayed and delayed. I don't know if that would work. People might be done with it then. Um, yeah, the, the thing with Black Widow was, you know, they had a release, they had the movie completed, they had a release date, and then they just kept pushing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morbius just, uh, we don't even know if it's being produced. It's, uh, <laughs> or, you know, if it's in production or whatnot. Right. Um, the, the one thing, uh, and this, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, um, the initial reviews of Eternals have not been so positive lately. Um, and it, if that movie does not do as well as we're expecting it to, or as well as Disney is expecting it to, Morbius might be a breather that people are looking for. Um, you know, it, it might be one of those things that you know, people get excited about after... I don't want to call Eternals a flop. <laughs> I, I just don't. I'm hoping this will be a good movie. Um, well, all the reviews we've gotten so far are from uh, critics, right? Yes. And they don't... Yeah, they, they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but like Miss Jen said, if if they push it off way too much, we're gonna we're gonna lose interest in it. Um, same thing with uh, Silver Sable. Yeah, you know, I was hoping for that movie to come out. You know, I lose interest in that as well. Yeah, well, that never really got past the announcement of it. I mean, it was like, you know, Silver and Black, Black Cat and Silver Sable, and then we never really heard anything else that 
Yep. As far as I know, it never got cast, or there's no director attached, or there's no writer attached. So I don't, I don't know. I, it's uh, they may need to focus on animation because of the success of Spider Verse and the likelihood that the the second one will be as or more successful uh, when Spider Verse Two comes out. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see with Morbius. I hope it's, I hope it's good. Um, but also, like, I don't even know at what point it's going to be released. And it seems like a very fall movie. Like, it should have come out, you know, now. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what date they throw on it. It'll be a Christmas movie. That's it. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, <laughs> there you a, go. it'll be better than Serendipity. Nah. <laughs> it won't be better than Die Hard. That's for sure. But, um, yeah. And then, uh, and then just a little bit of TV news. A trailer for the book of Boba on Disney Plus, which premieres December 29th, came out, and uh, of course everyone loves it because everyone loves Boba Fett. Miss Jen, did you get to see the trailer? I did. I watched it two or three times because it was playing in the background of something I was doing, and um, I don't. So I didn't get to watch the Mandalorian parts, which I guess they someone said that that are referenced. So I don't know yes. enough to probably give a very good teardown of the actual trailer because I don't know the parts that that tie into that storyline. But I like the whole idea that he's... Um, I see him as kind of the kingpin of the Star Wars universe where... Uh, Kingpin for a while kind of set himself up as the mayor and kind of a good guy and got on the right side of everything. I kind of feel like that's what he's going to do because they've had Jabba, right? He's been like an iron fist of like, you do it my way or I'm just going to kill you. He's going to try to appeal to everybody and try to take over that criminal enterprise, which is crazy. Yeah, someone. Oh, yeah, someone called it Sopranos in Space online. So there we go. I'm down. What What do you think, Brainy? Oh, well, if that's the case, I might actually enjoy the Sopranos. Um, <laughs> I I couldn't get through Sopranos. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Maybe it was because I started too late, and it just didn't catch on to me that well. But um, let's see. Um, overall, the trailer. I mean, it it doesn't reveal much, just as as trailers normally don't. Uh, but it, it was intriguing enough. It was, uh, hey, yeah, let, let's you know, let's put this show on next week so I can sit down and watch it. Um, it, it does tie to Mandalorian a little bit uh, for those who have not seen it. So Miss Jen, go watch Mandalorian. Is uh, the is the character Ming Na Wen plays? Is that from Mandalorian? Yes. Um, do I spoil anything? You haven't watched any Mandalorian? No, I've watched. I've watched quite a bit but i i don't remember her maybe i need to go back and watch again i didn't finish them um, well she showed up and i think she was on season one right i think she was on season two the last well, she was definitely she was definitely on season two but i believe yeah. she was on the season one episode and there were other characters in season two that show up in the trailer so i, I won't spoil her very much 
Because I think I made it through the first, like, five episodes of the first season, so. Oh, no, she would have been on, like, episode nine or ten of one, unless I'm misremembering. She was definitely in a couple of season two episodes. But, yes, she's from The Mandalorian. i got to find time to finish that, because I liked it. We are getting a lot of stuff in December. I mean, just from just from Disney Plus alone, like the the previous week. Well, I mean, the previous month. Um, I guess Thanksgiving weekend we get like two episodes of Hawkeye, and then so as soon as that's probably if that's an eight episode run, as soon as that over, then we get Book of Boba Fett, which probably people have been waiting what like I don't know forty years for or something. Something like that. I mean, I'm sure if you would have told some kid in 1983 that Boba Fett's going to have his own show, they would just be, like, still sitting in front of the TV waiting for it. So, I mean, like, like this was – it was inevitable for him to get a show, and there have been, you know, his own movies rumored before, and then you had the whole, like, Clone Wars with Jango Fett and Boba Fett as a kid and all that. And uh, I think uh, – I just don't – I don't see them messing this up. I see it being – being good or them at least like putting every attempt they can into you know budget for script writers and directors and all that and given the success of mandalorian in particular i just don't see how this show could fail <laughs> so. well uh, the, the biggest problem is facing right now is disney plus has raised a bar really high a lot of the shows they've released is in and that might that might actually be a setback for i have Again, I'm just being the uh, the jackass about it, but uh, <laughs> I know it's going to be. I know it's going to be good, but you never yeah. know. Didn't recast it. I'm glad that they they kept the continuity of the same actor. They did. Uh, yeah, and he, again, you know, he he shows. Uh, we, yeah, we don't want to spoil season two of Mandalorian for you. Just watch it. <laughs> it's good. Okay. I because uh, it, it's it's a good. It's a good slow burn on that character. Um, they they definitely set it up. It's not just like oh, let's just throw Boba Fett in there to make it make him popular again. No, it's it's well thought out. I think the way it gets to that point of him having his own series. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Think about. It. I think the trailer will make more sense if we do finish season two. Um, yeah, there are some references if you think about it. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm gonna have to go watch season two again. <laughs> and also make sure you see the uh, the post credit scene from the end of season two, <laughs> yep. which may or may not be shot in the same exact place as some of that trailer. Um, so, but yeah. Uh, so moving on to comics to finish out the show. Uh, a little bit of comic news. Um, Image Comics, or at least workers in Image, have announced that. They're going to create a union. And as far as I know, this is the first time I've ever heard about that really in the world of comics. What about you guys? If it ever, if it happened before, it was like in the 70s or something before I was a comic book person. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I can't imagine that the, from the reaction today to it, that it was just like a regular occurrence. I think everyone was kind of like, what the, we don't know what, how to react to this. Is this a good thing or a bad thing or, or who does it affect and who's it for? 
And and I think all those answers are still yet to come, right? Because I mean, it's in the infant stages of you know who is it for, who's making it, what are you know the beginning criteria going to be, all that type of stuff. But um, comics industry, like any creative industry, is sort of just notorious for long work hours and no benefits, really. And when I say benefits, I mean like actual medical care. Like there's, you always see like GoFundmes for for artists and writers all the time. And again, I don't know if that's who this is for. Or if this is for you know the workers in the warehouse and all that as well, but um, uh, I, I just always remember you, you know comic book workers, I guess for lack of a better word, just not having medical benefits for sure because we were always seeing like foundations constructed to be able to get them healthcare later on in life. So we'll see how that uh, we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, um, you know, interesting enough, and I think they mentioned this in the article as well, is um, it's Image Comics, uh, which was basically, uh, and I shouldn't say disgruntled creators, but it was basically creators who wanted more control over their property and didn't like the conditions they were working with with the big two back then, and they decided to form their own company where they had control over what they, you know, what they do with their characters and whatnot. Um, that that that's who the founding the founding can we call them founding fathers of uh, I sure. guess they were all time, <laughs> of Image Comics, mm-hmm. uh, and this is now it, it, it is actually the workers that uh, work behind the scenes that we don't see. You know, we hear about the writers, we hear about the creators, we hear about the, everybody who's involved with it, but we really don't hear about the the stagehands, if I may, um, that work behind the scenes to make sure all of that is put together and. It seems this union is the stagehand of a comic book, and uh, they're basically saying, "Hey, we want to be treated a little bit more fair." Um, and, you know, uh, just like stagehand in the theater and uh, movies, a lot of those people go unnoticed. You know, they work their rear ends off. They work 20, 24 hours a day, and uh, with very minimal rewards. It is, uh, to me personally, and you know, Ms. Jen and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, it, it is a little shocking that it is Image Comics that it's coming out of, but it is also, you know, I, I can see where it, be, it may be a, a little bit more receptive as well. The company might be more receptive of it as well, uh, where they know they understand that, hey, yeah, we went through this as creators, so we can understand what you guys go through. That's my thought. We'll see. Um, like you said, it is still in this infancy stage. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, we we'll see. Um, I mean, it's interesting that it's coming up, and of course, with you know wages are being discussed at a rate which they never have before, and you know trying to get the um, just many industries kind of back up and running uh, post COVID. It'll just be interesting to see where that goes. Um, What were the Speaking of comics, what were the big breakout books from from last week? Were there any surprises there? Uh, for what was the big one from this last week? So I feel like there was like books. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that's probably like an eternity to, uh, ago because you know tomorrow the new books start coming out. But um, what about uh, anything coming out this week? I'm excited for for you, You're breaking up, Miss Jen. Oh, sorry. 
We know she's a side. Yeah, we, we didn't hear what you said there. Um, by repeating? Sure. Uh, the thing that I want to read is the uh, After Dark book out the After Dark because it's the first time that we've had a new uh, Black Eyed Kids story since the end of the series. So. And it is the one that I'm telling everybody to buy 100 copies of each so that um, Joe can pay for his plane to come pick me up and take me to New York Comic Con. Right. <laughs> Because, you know, he was supposed to fly his private plane over to pick me up. And I just sat outside by my mailbox looking like a fool. People walking by, giving me change so I can, you know, go take a shower once in a while. <laughs> I just sat out there like a lonely uh, girl waiting for her Prince Charming to come pick her up. But he never did. <laughs> but back to comic books. Uh you know, uh, uh, the big hit for us for the last two weeks is a book that's not out yet, uh, which I've also talked to Ms. Jen about, Carrie. It's uh, Happy Hill. Um, it's being published by uh, Comics Tribe. Uh, we we got store exclusives for ourselves, and um, since they pub printed early, it, it did. It was a Kickstarter book, so uh, since it printed early, they shipped it to us and they allowed us to sub early, and people have loved it. It, the artwork is beautiful. The story is really good. Um, if you like something that's killing each other, if you like Department of Truth, if you like those, you will like uh, Happy Hill. Happy Hill. All right. Um, and then it looks like uh, a couple of books that started out hot um, and I'm sure, you know, have not cooled off yet. Uh, it looks like Primordial Number 2 from Image and then also from Image, The Me You Love in the Dark Number 4. And of course, you got Spawn. Did Gunslinger Spawn come out last week, or was that delayed? It did come out last week. And was that wasn't that like historically ordered or something like that? I mean, wasn't there like a record amount of that copies? Was, uh, no, that was House uh, House of Slaughters, which came out last week. Oh, okay. So I think that was that, the big. That, that was the two big ones from last week. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And um, what what is the receptiveness? To those two, what is that like? Because I always wonder about the reviews of those books that have so many pre-sales. Like, what are people saying about them? They readers are going to enjoy it. Uh, yeah. There's the speculators aren't there for them because they know they were heavily ordered, uh, with the exception of uh, the one per store for House of Slaughter. Oh my God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, they, they had the one in 1000 variant. So stores that wanted the one in 1000, they ordered heavy on that. Same yeah. thing with Gunson and their Swoop Bond, they had the one in 250. So there are, there are a lot of copies out there, but Spawn fans, um, the few Spawn fans we have at our store, they picked up every single cover and that's mm-hmm. where it's making it, where they're picking up every single cover of, uh, um, even though they know, they know it's the same story. They know, <laughs> uh, you know, one of our, the biggest Spawn fan, he's always like, man, $6 a book, but I'm still going to get all the covers. It's $6 a book. <laughs> like, yeah, but you know, you know it's Spawn. You know you're going to love it. He goes, yeah, but it's $6 a book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the, the Out the Slaughter story was awesome. So, because it goes back and tells, this is, it happens during a time when Erica's young. 
But it's not about her. It's about somebody else's part of the house. And it, it's really cool. Yeah, I just haven't remembered uh, such fervor for, for two books that hadn't been out yet. And I saw that the pre-order numbers were pretty historic. But that kind of explains it when there's one in two fifty variants, and then especially one in a thousand. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- does that always mean you have to order a thousand copies to get that, or are some of them randomly distributed? No, you have to get a thousand copies. Wow, they're, they're, they are allocated in a way where, um, I'm sorry, they're shipped in a way that they make sure that you've ordered a thousand copies, and they're coming directly from the publisher. Okay. The, distribution so there are no errors well there might be errors but there are typically no errors in shipping what's crazy is that they've given us the people that are doing good boy there's a store group variant and there are a bunch of people that have started to do pre-sales on theirs and some of them have sold out of some of them wow and we're pretty far out from the and then uh, as far as number ones this week, I'll just rattle some of these off. We have from DC, Dark Knights of Steel, number one, and Human Target, number one. That was a TV series, like, what, nine or ten years ago now? So I know that's uh, got to be a reboot. And then from Marvel, we have Strange Academy Presents, The Death of Doctor Strange, number one, and that ongoing storyline uh, from DC, Batman, Superman, The Authority Special, and from Image, Newburn, number one, uh, and also from Image, The Magic Order 2, issue number one, from Aftershock, After Dark, number one, and from Vault, The Rush, number one. Uh, anything else y'all want to throw onto that stack? I Let's see if we missed any there. Of course you're going to freeze on me right now. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope that's a release. We got ooh, third printings. Hidden number one uh, by Aftershock. I think that's, uh, that was already out. Maybe I'm wrong. Which one? Heathen. The Heathens. It's an aftershock book. Knights. Uh, I'm sorry, Knighted by a AWA. Am I looking at the right week? Yeah, this is this week's as well. Am I looking at the right week? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you well, you mentioned me, you love in the dark number four, so that is this week, which yeah. I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, Rush number one, which I believe you just mentioned. Yeah, the Rush number one from Vault and yep. the analysis that, yeah. What are the number ones are coming out this week? Spawn is not new. Wow. We have a, uh, oh, go ahead. I was about to say, I don't have that many books on my pull this week. Wow. Well, from small publishers. What you were saying? Oh, I was just going to say there's also a from IDW uh, TMNT Best of April O'Neill, which is interesting. I feel like it's just hard to do a best of stories and comics unless they were just all like seven page stories. But 
in, in manga, by the way, there is a new one coming out called Rent a Really Shy Girlfriend. What? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> and, it, and it was immediately optioned by Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what's, what, what's interesting to me is this is something we ordered and we're getting. So i like okay. to know how it got on our order list. And <laughs> well, one of us thought it was going to be interesting. I'm sure it's going to be interesting to read. That's probably why it made it in our poll. And uh, man, yeah, we, we might need a review of that one. <laughs> I may have to read it just just to find out what, what was going on with it. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, sounds adorable. <laughs> and for anybody who missed out on uh, Moon Knight number three, there is a second printing, so you guys can pick up a copy of that because Moon Knight has been doing pretty well lately as well. I think it may be because people under-ordered it and didn't expect it to do as well as it is. It's actually well, a good story. It's got to heat up once this once the people start seeing the trailer for the Disney Plus show. Yep. Also, j just like the Kang series, I think number two is uh, on people's radar. But, I mean, just Kang in general and Moon Knight in general, I look for those characters really heating up in 2022. I mean, <laughs> like... I agree. More than more than anyone else, I could really think of maybe She-Hulk, but She-Hulk on that list just because I think that cast is amazing, and I think that's also going to be a very successful Disney Plus show. But I mean, Kang's going to take that Thanos spot as like the the big bad of the next Marvel phase. So, um, yeah, I just Kang and Moon Knight definitely uh, <laughs> characters to invest in. I think. Agreed. Um, since I brought up manga, uh, Tale of Secret Saints number one also comes out by Light Novel. Um, I see we're getting back into manga again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Um, and another Hilda book comes out as well this week. Hilda the Wilderness Stories. Way to go, Jeff, it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you, Brainy and Miss Jen, as always. And thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online like Music Cafe, The Adventure Begins Show, Woodlands House and Home, The Best You, Between the Trees, Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and our partner station, KBQT HD 21, over the air on your television. All these shows and more on Roku right now. Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. And you can listen to the podcast version of these shows on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We'll see you next time on Nerd News Now. <laughs>